Hi, I'm Caroline. Hi, I'm Jacob. And, and we, we are pre-med students at Texas A&M University. University. This, this is, is Clinical Pearls. You know, I'm really kind of curious and I'd like to know what you would do in a situation of heavy menstrual bleeding in a reproductive age woman who's on birth control pills. Would you add TXA or tranexamic acid at the same time? I know that's somewhat controversial because we just don't have a lot of data, but actually this did happen to me the last time I was on call, which was yesterday, and the ER called me about a woman who had just started Eloquist for a subsegmental PE, and of course, this was on her cycle and she was having heavy bleeding. So the ER physician asked me first of all about birth control pills, which I quickly said no because of course she has an acute thrombotic event. And then asked about TXA, which again I said no because of the acute thrombotic event. But outside of that situation, in any reproductive age women with heavy menstrual bleeding that's already on birth control pills but still has heavy flow, would you add TXA initially until the cycles are better controlled? Or would you leave those two separate and alone? Well, we're going to get into that issue on this podcast because actually there is an article that addresses that in the maintenance of certification list from the American Board of OBGYN for the first quarter of 2021. So let's get into that. Is it safe to use TXA in addition or as an adjuvant to women on birth control pills to try to stem heavy menstrual bleeding? Let's try to figure that out now. Well, before we get into the maintenance of certification reading list and the article from the journal Contraception, just a couple of things that I want to put out about women that have persistent heavy bleeding on birth control pills. Now, remember, we still got to do a full workup here, make sure she's not bleeding from something else, which includes a full exam and test for coagulation defects. I'd also make sure she doesn't have an endocervical polyp or an endometrial polyp or some kind of infection that's causing a type of endometritis. And remember the palm coin system. So having said all that, in the women that are left with birth control pill use, is it safe to use adjuvant TXA at least initially in the course of their birth control pill use until their cycles become better controlled? And that brings another point. Why even cycle at all? Remember that on the birth control pill, extended use, in other words, skipping the placebos and going continuous with the birth control pills just seems to make the most sense, especially in cases of heavy menstrual bleeding. But this podcast in the article from Contraception is dealing with TXA as an adjuvant. Heavy menstrual bleeding, which affects up to 30% of all women, affects quality of life. In women with chronic heavy menstrual bleeding, in the absence of known anatomical abnormalities like adenomyosis, fibroids, or endometrial polyps, options for treatment include NSAIDs, combined hormonal contraception, the levonorgestrel intrauterine device, danazole, and TXA, and they've all been used with various degrees of success for reduction of menstrual cycle flow. But what about the concomitant use of combination hormonal contraception and TXA? It's actually somewhat controversial, especially since U.S. labeling states that the two should not be used together. In the journal Contraception, there is a background rate for VTE in women of reproductive age that I think is important for us to remember. The background rate of VTE among women of reproductive age has been reported to be about 4 to 5 per 10,000 women years. Again, that's just spontaneous VTE. 
four to five per 10,000 woman years. Now, combined hormonal contraceptives are thought to double that risk, so it takes it to about eight to nine per 10,000. Now, in comparison, the risk of VTE in the postpartum period is reported to range as high as 300 to 400 per 10,000. Now, in the past decade, there has been debate about whether certain progestins confer greater risk than others for VTE. But the authors state that the most recent assessments indicate that any differences are actually clinically small and likely not to have any clinical significance. So VTEs in women with combined hormonal birth controls are rare events, but they are obviously very serious. Now, here's an important clarification and a clinical pearl. TXA does not increase the risk of development of a VTE. However, its antifibrinolytic activity would reduce the chance of spontaneous resolution when a subclinical event would occur and therefore could worsen either a subclinical event, pushing it to a clinical one, or worsen a clinical event prior to initiation of anticoagulation therapy. TXA, or transacamic acid, is a synthetic analog of the amino acid lysine, and it acts by reversibly binding to the lysine receptor sites, preventing the conversion of plasminogen to plasmin. And so what happens is you prevent the degradation of fibrin. TXA has found a place in the management of acute bleeding in a variety of clinical situations, ranging from major gynecological surgery, including myomectomy, and even obstetrical surgery like cesarean section. It's been used in trauma and, of course, in postpartum hemorrhage. For TXA use, a strong correlation has been demonstrated between the dose of TXA and the objectively measured blood loss with decreases of 45 to 60 percent reported at the higher dose of TXA. There are few contraindications to TXA use. In the U.S. and Canada, labeling lists current contraindications as current or past thrombosis, increased risk of thrombosis, retinal vein or artery occlusion, and combined hormonal contraception. Now, that's U.S. labeling. Presumably, the reason why birth control pills are listed as a contraindication in the U.S. labeling is due to fears that this combination of combined hormonal contraception and TXA will increase the risk of VTE. Now, remember, what we're talking about here is the use of hormonal or combined birth control pills, not things like Depo or Nexplanon or Mirena, but specifically the use of TXA with combination birth control pills. Now, here's something that's kind of wild, and I didn't realize this until I read the article from Contraception. So did you know that actually in Sweden, for the last about 20 years, TXA has been available over the counter and no doubt has been used in women that were also taking combined hormonal contraception since it's just so prevalent worldwide and there's been no increased risk in the rates of VTE. Now, of course, that's more anecdotal and hasn't been tracked, but I just thought that was interesting that it's been used as an over-the-counter medication in Sweden for 20 years. And speaking of Sweden, there was a retrospective case study published in 2001 out of Sweden that looked at combined hormonal contraception and tracked the rates of thrombosis. Although combined hormonal contraception did increase the risk of thrombosis with an odds ratio of about 2.4, TXA usage did not increase thromboembolic events when compared to controls. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, podcast team, let's get back to the journal Contraception and the MOC reading list. ABOG picked this article from the journal Contraception, but there's several things that we have to clarify right off the bat. Number one, this isn't an RCT or a meta-analysis. It is a commentary on the use of TXA as an adjuvant to hormonal combined contraception. And the authors point out that there's actually no studies that were found that directly address the question of safety, making a systematic review impossible. However, according to the authors, extensive safety data from the use of TXA in other situations, including cases that have an increased risk of VTE, allowed them to draw some conclusions about the adjuvant use of TXA in combined hormonal birth control pills when appropriate. So again, this is not an RCT or some kind of prospective study. This is just the commentary of these authors that reviewed the safety data and actually concluded that in proper conditions and in select cases, it is definitely an option for adjuvant use. So what's the take-home message of the commentary of these authors from the journal Contraception? Well, here it is. The authors state that after reviewing the safety data, concerns about an increased risk of VTE when combined hormonal contraceptives and TXA are used in combination are, quote, not supported by long-term clinical experience, end quote. The authors point to the data where TXA has been used in other very high-risk conditions, meaning high-risk for thrombosis, like the postpartum period where it's used for PPH, and the use of TXA has not increased the rate of thrombosis. TXA has also been used in major surgery, where it's actually given as a loading dose of anywhere from 2 to 7 grams with anesthesia induction, and then given as a continuous infusion from anywhere from 20 to 250 milligrams per hour for the duration of surgery, up to a maximum of 3 to 10 grams, and that has not caused an increase in thrombosis. According to this commentary, here are the clinical considerations when considering using combination birth control and TXA together, at least initially, until the bleeding is better controlled with a combination birth control pills. The authors state, the extensive clinical experience demonstrating the safety of short-term, and that's the key word, short-term, TXA exposure and its very beneficial effects for acute heavy menstrual bleeding suggests that the benefits of therapy, even when combined with combination birth control pills for most women, will outweigh any potential risks. However, the authors do give these caveats in women that have an increased risk for VTE beyond the risk conferred by the combined hormonal contraception alone. In other words, if they have immobility, they have obesity, maybe a coagulopathy, maybe even smoking, then in those conditions with these added risks, then of course in these women, the combination of birth control pills and TXA should likely be avoided.
Now, here's what I find interesting, that these authors give the recommendation that in women who are new start combination birth control pill users, especially when they're starting in the background of chronic anovulation, they state, of course, that the first few cycles from withdrawal may be heavy and a little unpredictable until the body kind of figures it out. And they recommend the short-term use of TXA, 1 gram TID up to 1 gram QID to be taken on heavy days of flow. But what I would recommend, first of all, is not having a period to begin with. I mean, take away the placebo pills and use a birth control pill as a monophasic, low-dose, continuous, so that this issue of TXA hopefully doesn't even need to come up. But I do understand the point that in cases where birth control pills alone just aren't doing it or the woman just wants to have a withdrawal bleed, then short-term use of TXA seems to be safe as long as none of those other high-risk conditions are also present. You know, why don't we have any data on this? Why don't we have a trial that has combination birth control pill use and TXA and birth control pill use and like a placebo? Well, the authors actually answer that question. They state that any future research directly examining the safety of combination birth control and concomitant TXA would present significant challenges due to the ethical concerns about randomizing individuals to receive or not receive highly effective therapy for heavy menstrual bleeding and due to the large number of subjects that have to be used to find a number that's actually powered. So at present, clinical experiences with TXA in other situations that increase the risk of VTE is very reassuring, and the authors believe that combination therapy with combination birth control pills and TXA in the appropriately selected patients for short term can be an important tool to reduce or mitigate heavy menstrual bleeding when necessary. All right, all, that wraps up our quick summary from the journal Contraception on the adjuvant use of TXA and combination birth control pills. This podcast was taken out of the MOC reading list from Q1 of 2021. Thanks for being part of our podcast family, and we'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.